When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Rural League Podcast. I'm your host and a former NFL scout, Tyler Rowe. In today's episode, I'll preview Super Bowl 58. It'll be a huge game, obviously, between the Chiefs and the 49ers. A rematch from five years ago. Five years ago between those two. Um, really storied franchise at this point. I think it's going to be a great game. Um, obviously going probably against the eventual maybe go to overcome Tom Brady one day and Patrick Mahomes against Mr. Relevant Brock Purdy. I also talk about the outstanding commander's hires of Adam Peters as GM and now the hire of Dan Quaid at head coach and there's some draft talk as well. It's been a long time, so I definitely want to recap and hit all those. A lot to get to, so let's get started. Adam Peters, that was obviously a home run hire. Um, they did it within days. Uh, great track record at San Francisco. Obviously, he's you know worked for you know Denver, San Francisco, New England, has a great, great track record. Um has really, you know, seems like he's made a lot of his hay in the late, late rounds and contributed to that process of the draft. And obviously Washington could, you know, use that. Um, they haven't been drafted really well, especially these last four years under Rivera. If he can bring that knowledge and that, you know, foresight. And that's obviously, I think it's, you know, even harder than obviously drafts in, in the early part of the draft, because obviously, you know, those prospects are more talked about and more glorified. But if you find those diamonds in the rough, like he did with Drake Greenlaw, someone that sticks out to me, George Kittle, you know, guys at San Francisco during his time there um, that have, you know, become pro bowlers. I and mean, Fred Warner was a day two pick as well. Um, you know, they, have, they just had a lot of success there. And Moss is obviously trying to uh, repeat that. And obviously, you know, great thing about this, it seemed like that obviously was the attractive job. Finally, his first time, obviously, with Snyder being gone. You know, Peters has been really selective and choosy about who he would interview with. And it had to be, seemed like the perfect situation for him to leave that setup at San Francisco. That speaks volumes of Washington was that, you know, set up for him. I'm really, really excited to see what he can do for us, for the organization, excuse me. And, you know, hopefully he can bring some guys over to San Francisco. A um, couple guys that you maybe look for in free agency that I'll uh, hit on in a little bit, but um, not big names, but someone that maybe can come in and at least contribute to Washington um, next year. Coaching-wise, obviously, we know the whole Ben Johnson story. I think all the fans have had to play it out, regardless of what you want to say, if you're a Washington fan or not. It wasn't. You know, whether it's football or any profession, it was not professional the way Ben Johnson took his name out of the running. Um, there's obviously kind of like he said, you know, he said stories now, but at this point, it's whatever. Washington fans should be happy with Dan Quinn, happy that there's at least a direction. Obviously, Dan Quinn is a retread, had some, you know, ups and downs in Atlanta, built a hell of a defense in Dallas. No one can really say anything other than that. They were pretty bad before he got there and turned them into a top 10 defense. Obviously, they had some good talent, but Dan Quinn knows how to coach defense, and Washington fans should be excited about that. I'm not going to act like I was the biggest fan of you know him when I heard his name in the interview process. I, I, I was also one that wanted Ben Johnson. Uh, but, you know, if he doesn't want to be here, then who cares? You know, move on. You want guys that want to be here. Dan Quinn, by all accounts, seemed like he was really, really you know, wanted this job. He seemed like he was a front runner for the Denver job last year, but he turned that down. That gives you another... You know, step into what Washington is, you know, an attractive place, especially with new leadership. So I'm excited to see what Dan Quinn does. does. I, I listened to all of his interview, excuse me, his press conference. 
you could definitely tell he's a leader of men. You know, he's he definitely someone that easily um, could, you know, follow and respect and want to play for. So I think the team needs that. And that's going to be a great starting point for him. Seems like he's a great relationship builder. Micah Parsons, you know, has alluded to how much he loved him. And he would go wherever Dan Quinn went. And obviously that would be needed to Washington fans here is if Micah Parsons is in Washington in a few years. But I obviously, seriously doubt that's going to happen. But just gives you kind of, you know, what kind of players think of him and superstar players of that, like a Micah Parsons. So I'm excited to see what Dan Quinn does. I think every fan should give him the benefit of the doubt and see what he can do, um, you know, with this team and this new front office and new ownership. So some guys that you want to look at from Dallas perspective that, you know, they could bring over. No, I'm sorry. Before I get there. Um, yeah, Joe Wood Jr. They, he brought over from Phil, uh, Dallas, who was with him in Atlanta as well. He's going to be a defensive coordinator calling plays. To be honest, I've said I don't know a lot about him, but um, if he's a wit, uh, he's a Dan Quinn disciple. It's obviously going to help that camaraderie on defense. They hopefully are running the same system. I think it's where Rivera had some you know bad decisions when he basically let Del Rio put his own spin on, do his own defense. It wasn't even really Rivera's defense. So um, at least Quinn knows what what's going to do and you know can supplement him and help him. I love the Cliff Kingsbury hire. Um, you know, he's probably not the best NFL head coach, but I think he's a great play caller. I think he's going to be good for Washington. I think he's going to be good for a young quarterback, um, whoever that is. And I think Cliff was a really nice hire. I think it kind of made fans happy after not getting Ben Johnson. Um, you bring in a hell of a leader like Dan Quinn. Then I've got Cliff Kingsbury. He doesn't have to worry about, you know, leading meetings, do everything. He's going to be the guy that gets his offense right. They needed it. They needed to move on from EB. I said it. He was a bad play caller last year. They needed a fresh start. Um, Kingsbury had some success in, obviously, in Arizona. Um, offensively, he runs the ball, which obviously isn't the, you know, biggest you know thing you think of when you think of an air raid offense. Um, so Brian Robinson should still have a you know nice role, obviously, in offense next year. Um, so I'm happy about Kingsbury. The report came today; they did hire Brian Johnson to be the passing game coordinator. Um, he obviously offense took a step back in Philly last year. I don't think it could have been with, with Jalen Hurts and everything. So I think it's a good hire because he has a good um, reputation around the league. He's worked with some good quarterbacks. Um, he was really good friends and really close with Hertz. Apparently, before this last year, I don't know what happened. Obviously, um, last year that disaster was in Philly, much to the delight of Washington, a lot of Washington fans, myself included. But again, it just shows Washington's doing a really good job of being an attractive place. They've got a Brian Johnson, who a lot of people think will be a head coach candidate one day. Kingsbury hopefully won't go anywhere since he's already failed as a head coach. They can keep him on offense. Um, they did try to get out here from Dallas, but Dallas was being petty and blocked it, which. Arias might be out of a job anyways because they're going to bring in a new defensive coordinator who might want, might want his own secondary coach. So I wouldn't close the book yet on um, Al Harris coming here. And obviously, um, Washington tried to reach out to Dallas's tight end coach. He escapes my name right now. Uh, but Washington, Dallas wouldn't let us – excuse me, Washington interview them as well um, to be the offensive line coach. So Dallas, I understand they're not going to let people go to the division rival. But, you know, it is what it is. Washington also felt some more staff um, as well. They did also hire Jesse Simmons as defensive pass coordinator from the Raiders. Um, he's done a good job in Oakland, excuse me, Vegas last couple of years. Some free agents that you could look for is maybe Quinn Cabrera from Dallas. Dorrance Armstrong, um, defensive end, he had seven and a half sacks last year. I think that's almost like the Joe, excuse me, the um, Andrew Wiley from last year when Eric Bannon became aware. I think I'm almost definitely going to happen. Washington needs Ed Rushers. Armstrong's only going to be 27 this summer. Um, it's had been pretty consistent, had at least five sacks last three years. Not a bona fide starter, but he's a good rotational piece and definitely will be a starting defensive end on this team if they don't draft someone or hire, sign someone of higher you know, talent. Dante Fowler, another edge rusher. He's been with Dan Quinn going back to when Dan Quinn was at the University of Florida with him. Um, he could be someone they're going to look at. He was in Atlanta as well. Um, J. Ron Curse, the safety. 
Uh, I think he's someone to watch for if they're not able to resign Cam Curl. He's at Bursaville, um, kind of strong safety, line of scrimmage type of player. Um, Jordan Lewis, a nickel corner in Dallas, up and down, but you know, Washington could use a nickel corner depending on how things shake out with Kenneth Fuller in free agency and what they want to do with Quan Martin. And then offense, you have Tyler uh, Baidez, the safety, excuse me, the center from Wisconsin. Obviously, he didn't coach him, you know, directly, but you know, there could be some relationship there. Washington obviously could potentially use a new center if they don't believe in Ricky Stromberg. And then um, Tony Pollard, that could be a wild card. You know, if Washington moves on from Antonio Gibson, which it looks like Pollard might be a guy that can come in and pair with Brian Robinson. Um, but I don't think they're going to break the bank for a running back. Um, but I don't know. In, obviously, running back value has been um, down the last couple of years, but maybe they can get Pollard on a you know, $4 million, $5 million a year a deal for him after he had a step back this year from what he was in 2022. Uh, for, from San Francisco's perspective, coming from Adam Peters, you know, two edge rushers. Cleveland Farrell actually had kind of rebirth coming over from, um, from Vegas where he was a bus top five pick that didn't turn out, but he was really good against the run. Maybe Adam Peters values someone like that to come off the edge. This one's probably more divisive and not really, you know, Washington fans hate him right now. And Chase Young did a horrible job again in the NFC Championship, but he was in Washington. Adam Peters was part of the front office that traded for him. Maybe you can't discount a comeback. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but um, he's not really done himself any favors since he traded from San Francisco. But that guy that was his rookie year is still in there somehow. I don't know. I know he had the injury, but something's going on with him. Maybe they could bring him. Consider bringing him back on a obviously short term, you know, small, you know, small deal that can you know hopefully pay off in the future. But again, that's probably more pipe dream. But just had had to mention it. Um, Javon Kinlaw, uh, former first round pick. He's a defensive tackle. Washington, obviously, a strong defense tackle. But maybe they trade Jonathan Allen. Kinlaw could be someone to you know help fill that void. Hasn't lived up to his first round status either. But someone to consider. Jawan Jennings, a seventh round pick. Um, he was a wide receiver. He's a wide receiver for San Francisco. He's made some clutch plays in the playoffs. Um, he's not a starting receiver, but he's a good number three, number four. Maybe Washington's going to consider that, especially if Curtis Samuel leaves in free agency. And then O'Brien Burks, a linebacker. Um, Washington obviously is you know better linebackers to replace Cody Barton and David Mayo. Um, Burks obviously does not start there with Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, but when he has that opportunity to start, he's been pretty effective. He had 40 tackles this year and started about two or three games and had eight tackles in each game. So he's someone they consider. Um, if you know Washington needs obviously needs a linebacker help, Jamie Davis, someone I talk about, I saw it on Twitter and I kind of agree with it. I, someone said, you know, maybe put him at the edge. I think that would be a great idea. Jamie does a great job blitzing, he's a natural, um, you know, inkling forward and talent forward. You know, maybe he can turn him into that Michael Pipe. I'm not saying he's Michael Parsons, but turn into that Michael Parsons role who can play inside linebacker, brush off the edge, do a little bit of everything. There's no denying Jamie Davis is an athletic freak. Um, you know, he runs a 4 4. Um, Obviously, tested well at the combine. I think they really need to find a way to get the value out of him. He's heading into his fourth year. They're going to decide on the fifth-year option. I don't think they're going to pick it up, but you know he can have a breakout fourth year if he's you know brushes off the edge. If he plays it inside, um, he was getting better and better last year. He's a good tackler. Um, I think Jamin still has a lot of talent in you know in him. He just needs a good coach to get out of him, and he's finally going to have that. Um, same thing with you know Emmanuel Forbes, um, St. Juice. I mean, I think they really got to focus on Forbes, Quan Martin, Jamin Davis, um, getting Deron Payne back to where he was in 2022. Guys like that. Hopefully they keep Cam Curl. I think that would be huge. Um, but And then St. Juice is up there, but I think I, – I don't know about St. Juice. I, I really soured on him last year. He's very handsy. He got away with a lot of calls, um, and when he did get called – you know, it was an inopportune time. So I, I don't know about him. I think corner could definitely be a spot that needs to be addressed, especially if kind of four leads in free agency. Um, but again, we can talk about that more in future episodes. Um, but again, I, I am excited at what Jamin Davis can do in um, a Dan Quinn defense and Joe Witt left uh, Joe Witt Jr. led defense. 
Obviously, moving to the second pick real quick. We'll talk about the draft more later, but the guy everyone wants, myself included, is Caleb Williams. Obviously, you connect the dots and naturally with Cliff Kingsbury when Cindy was there at USC with him last year. Caleb is just a freaking freak. Like, he's the closest thing to Mahomes that we've seen since Mahomes, you know, has become Mahomes. Um, I think if it's, if they value Caleb's talent that much more than Drake Mayer, Jaden Daniels, then they got to go get him. I, I don't know. A lot, a lot of her have heard is the second round and the first round in the following year. Yes, that's crazy for one spot, but if they think he's the guy, which I think he can be, then I, I would I would do it. I think he's that guy. Obviously, Chicago. What's up, Chicago? They want him. They're gonna take him. It doesn't matter. So it's gonna have to. A lot of things gonna have to be decided before late April. Maybe Caleb forces his way to Washington. He wants to come here, being a DC kid, going against Zaga High um, in DC. Um, so I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, but I think he's definitely the guy you want. Um, but I think Jaden Daniels probably would be my second pick or, and then Drake may, but, um, a lot more to talk about that later. I do like Jaden Daniels for his role in Cliff Kingsbury offense, even though Drake may have some ties, North Carolina's uh, OC had some ties to it. Um, Cliff Kingsbury is, uh, has a senior relationship with a former North Carolina office coordinator. So there's some, you know, semblance of those offenses. So Drake may would fit fine, but I, mean, I do like Jaden Daniels the way he played at LSU last year, being the Heisman winner playing against consistent high level talent. And consistently winning and consistent well, consistently playing well. I think they lost three games last year, but it wasn't at the fault of Jaden Daniels. Drake May had a lot of games where he didn't come up big and North Carolina lost four. And then obviously North Carolina didn't have as much talent as LSU. So when May didn't play well, didn't they didn't win. So obviously that's a lot on a quarterback, but it is what it is, um, especially when you're you know, trying to be a top five pick. Obviously the only guy you would consider is not a quarterback, Margaret Smith Jr. He's a stud. I think he's gonna be, you know, a top ten receiver play one of his rookie year. Um, I would only consider that if they really going to rock with Hal again or pick up someone in the second round or sign a quarterback, um, whether it's the obviously the crazy story would be Kirk Cousins um, coming back to Washington. But obviously, I don't think that's going to happen um, or if they trade for like a Justin Fields, which, again, don't think it's going to happen either. Fields is talented, but you have to decide on his fifth year options. So you're you know trying to lock into a 20 million dollar option in year five and you're kind of trying to capitalize on that cap space um, and you know, work you know, building your team around a quarterback on a rookie deal, which they wouldn't have that luxury if they, you know, traded for Justin Fields. Um, I was going to talk about needs in the draft and free agency more, um, but pretty much Washington needs everything. <laughs> the only thing they, you know, I don't think they're good at, I mean, they don't probably need defensive tackles if they keep Allen. You know, obviously I really love Terry and even Jahan's talent, but they still need another receiver, especially if Curtis leaves. Um, in free agency, they need a tight end, they need offensive linemen. They don't need a right guard. Sam Cosby is very good. But everything else offensive line they need, they could use another running back, especially if Gibson uh, walks in for agency. They need edge rushers. They need linebackers. They need corners. Um, they definitely will need a safety if Cam Crow leaves in free agency. So uh, that's pretty much Washington's perspective, and obviously I'll talk about that more in future episodes. I'm right, moving to the Super Bowl. Obviously, you have San Francisco and Kansas City. Um, you know, obviously two heavyweight um, teams. Kansas City's second straight Super Bowl. Um, three out of four. Yeah, they're just very good. I don't know what else to say. I mean, Mahomes is Mahomes. Uh, I love the way he's playing right now. He just has been methodical and pretty much perfect. Like he doesn't make any mistakes. They don't talk about it as enough because it's not as been as flashy as performances, but he just does winning plays and doesn't lose games. I think what happened to that Baltimore game is Lamar was trying to do too much. I don't know why he got away from the run. It's like he was trying to prove something and he played out of his limit. Patrick Mahomes doesn't do that. And that's why he wins um, and why he's the best quarterback in the league. And potentially to be one of the best quarterbacks. We might actually he is already one of the best quarterbacks of all time, but obviously has a case to be the best quarterback of all time when he's all said and done. Um San Francisco's defense obviously was very good. 
Um, but Mahomes is still going to get his. Obviously, they're going to they're going to go after Kelsey. They're going to go after Rashi Rice. They need someone to step up. Whether it's Valkyrie Sanding, um, I don't think Derek Swain will be active. But you know, throw his name out there just in case. And Nicole Hardman's been up. You know, he hasn't really done anything since they got him back in the trade from the Jets. But they really need someone else to step up and try those two. And obviously, Isaiah Pacheco is going to be good on the ground. He's had a really good you know start to his career. But San Francisco. Um, I think Traverius Ward probably going to follow Rashi Rice. Um, that's going to be tough for Rice, but obviously Kelsey's a matchup you know, breaker regardless. He's going to get his. Um, but I think Kansas City definitely needs to run the ball instead of tone. San Francisco's run defense hasn't been the greatest this year. Kansas City's defense is really freaking good. It's probably better than San Francisco. They don't have the names, but they've been great all um, postseason all year. They've really, why Kansas City's in this point in their um, in Super Bowl again. They've been great. Spagnuolo is a hell of a defensive coordinator. They're going to do well. I think they're going to confuse Brock Purdy just because Brock is, you know, only a second year. Spagnuolo is really good about designing blitzes. He's going to leave Purdy probably in some disadvantages. I think Purdy's going to turn the ball over at least once, and that's that could be just enough to get Kansas City the edge. I think it's going to be a very good game. Obviously, if it's close, you're going to go with Kansas City. Mahomes has been there so too many times. He's one of the best in the league. He's going to find a way to win. Um, but I think if Kansas City starts fast like they did against Baltimore, it's going to be trouble for San Francisco. Because uh, I think they're just—they know how to win. They know how to hold a lead, and they because they won't make a mistake. So um, I think Kansas City is going to win for those reasons. Wouldn't be completely surprised if San Francisco wins, but I just—you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. He's pretty much Tom Brady 2.0. I think a lot of people did that postseason because their team isn't as good as it was these last couple years, but they have number 15, so it didn't matter. So I'm just not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going to go Kansas City 31-27. Well, that does include this rumor on league episode. The Commanders finally have something to be happy about with the hire of Adam Peters and Dan Quinn. It's been so great to hear everyone say positive things about Dan Quinn and Adam Peters and hopefully gives Washington fans something to be excited about. I don't think the future optim- uh, and optimism around this team has been this high since really I've been alive. Looking forward to some great football this weekend with two great teams. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanLeague underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please hit rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.